Underrated, underrated sci-fi series. Underrated sci-fi series. <laughs> Welcome to Rage, you nerds. I'm Cack. That's Jared. That's TJ. And we are the nerds, and we're here to rage about underrated sci-fi series. Uh, we're going to take our time, and we're each going to give our three underrated sci-fi series that you should be watching. Who would like to go first? TJ? Would you like to be the, the rotation? We'll go TJ, Jared, myself. We can do that. Um, Where do we want to go? Because so Jared said he has it written down. Yeah, so Jared's Jared. written down, so I want to go first because mine's probably going to suck compared to his. <laughs> <Okay>. uh, <laughs> so, so, um, so, what was the premise of this? It was, it was choose three, give a, a, uh, a brief synopsis, and then kind of why we like it, why we think it's underrated. Yeah. Right? Yes. Okay. So I can choose three and give a brief synopsis based off of what IMDb says the brief synopsis is, <laughs> but it's been a long time since I've seen these. And I can just really tell you kind of a little bit about it and why I liked it. So my first one, do I need to do three, two, one, and then, or are we going to do three, me three, let's, then Jared three, then you three, then me two, Jared two, let's, two. Let's go, let's go through a round of all of our, all of our threes, twos, okay. and then ones, and then go from there. All right. So my number three is Event Horizon, which falls more along the sci-fi horror genre. Um, so the brief synopsis, I had to get my phone out put on my readers because i'm old um a rescue crew investigates a spaceship that disappeared into a black hole and now has returned with someone or something new on board stars lawrence fishburne and sam neill um sam neill of course is grant from jurassic park i had to look that up because i couldn't remember his name uh, <laughs> so essentially the uh the premise is um the ship is called event horizon disappeared um a new drive that's supposed to be able to like what modern day sci-fi series and movies do like faster than light FTL or something like that. It's supposed to bend space to allow the ship to go, you know, further distances in a shorter amount of time. Uh, it disappears, it reappears seven years later. Then a rescue ship is sent out, um, to check for survivors and basically just find out what happened. And that's when all hell starts breaking loose. And by hell, I mean literal hell. It's not like an alien movie which is what you think when you think like spaceships and space operas. It's going to be like, oh, they're going to come in. It's going to find out it came in contact with an alien species that wiped them out. No, it's literal hell. Um, it's like everything that happens is just kind of like the worst imagination. Like, I think it reminds me of like Hellraiser, like some of that stuff mm, that happens yeah. in Hellraiser, but happened on the spaceship. And it's just overall, I mean, it's just it's a good movie. And honestly, it's probably one of the only movies that has actually freaked me out and still kind of freaks me out to this day. So that's my number three, Event Horizon. Jared, you're number three. <clears throat> my number three. Uh, I do want to say, are we going to go all three of our threes and then talk about them for a second? Or do we just going to do three? You give yours, I give mine. And then move on to number two. Well, we can after we've all given ours, we can do a little pot collective talk if we want. OK. All right, cool. So my number three is the 2011, cl 2011 classic from Columbia Pictures, Battle Los Angeles. Um, I kind of feel like it was underrated. It did really, really, really good at the box office, but then it like teetered off after that. I kind of feel like it's a, a niche film now. So synopsis, brief synopsis, if you're not familiar, Battle Los Angeles is about a group of Marines that basically have to defend los angeles after a bunch of aliens come down um and invade and aaron eckhart is a staff sergeant for a group of marines they don't really trust him because of some previous 
um, a previous mission. He got, you know, it's alleged he got some people killed. So there's a whole story on a story there. Not only do you have aliens um, invading, but so Eckhart's character is basically ready to retire after that controversial mission. Um, the troops don't trust him, who, who he's been reassigned to. And it's just, it's, I would not only put this one in a sci-fi category, but I would also put it in a, in a great military film category because the way, um, the way this platoon handles their stuff, it, you really feel like it's a tight knit unit of Marines. Um, and Aaron Eckhart does just a phenomenal job as the lead in this movie. Um, and it turns out it's not like signs where their weakness is water, um, but they have to use water for something. And they, of course the, you know, the humanoids, the humans win the day after a couple hours, but it's got all those gritty sci-fi emotional yet powerful full of action movies has you there's parts where you laugh there's parts where you're cheering them on there's parts where you think all hope is lost there's parts that'll bring a tear to your eye and uh total underrated movie in my uh, in my respect that is battle los angeles my number three is Prospect. It is something that is more recent. Uh, I forget. It came out 2018, but I heard about it in 2022. Uh, it stars Pedro Pascal and Sophie Sophie Thatcher. Sophie Thatcher, is that who that is? Uh, maybe. Uh, but Pedro Pascal is who you're showing up for. Uh, the, the small synopsis of this is a man and his teenage daughter encounter nonstop danger while searching for valuable gems on an alien moon. <laughs> it doesn't give you much, but honestly, the movie doesn't give you much. It's what some might call a minimalistic take on a sci-fi adventure. You get a planet, but there's a lot more practical effects used. There's very little CGI and, uh, in, in, you know, big budget graphics used. It's much much more, hey, we're, we're keeping it kind of low-key, and I think that that helps build some of the tension, and it, it at least keeps it grounded. But what you're watching this for is this notion and this premise alone. Pedro Pascal guiding a bestraught lost orphan. That's it. <laughs> like, that's what you get. And Pedro <laughs> Pascal has become the father of everyone. Now, I will say yeah. this movie puts him in a much different take of that, uh, but it is one of those ones where... I like the I like the um, the 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 narrowing in on the characters and some of their thoughts, but there's a lot left unspoken in this. So there's a lot left to interpret, uh, but there's also just some straightaway letting you know, like, hey, they're about to die. <laughs> like this is bad. We're we're in a bad spot. But I think it's one of those ones where it just feels artsy fartsy enough that I don't know if a lot of people have seen it. I don't know if it had an actual theatrical release or not, and if it did, I doubt it made money. Uh, but go check it out. It's probably somewhere that watches the streamy stuff. Uh, so those are our three. <laughs> those are our three. Uh, any our any three thoughts? Number threes. Our, our three number threes, we have Battle... What is it? Battlefield Los Angeles? Battle, Battle Los, Los Angeles. Battle Los Angeles. Battle Los Angeles. We have Event Horizon, and we have Prospect. Have you guys seen Prospect? No. <laughs> is it on any of the streaming services that I have? It Well, let's see. Let's see. It's on... Where can I watch this? It's on Tubi for free. <laughs> there you go. Tubi. <laughs> it's on Roku channel for free. You can watch now on YouTube for free. <laughs> <laughs> so just letting you know that it probably was not a blockbuster smash. <laughs> uh, but You can watch it, it anywhere. For free! For free! <laughs> Show up at your Wendy's. Ask for it. They'll probably have it. Watch it. For free! Okay. Disclaimer. The Frosty Machine will be broken at the Wendy's. Yes, yes of course. <laughs> They'll be out of chocolate Frosty. <laughs> I want to say something about Event Horizon real quick, too. I'm, I'm totally with TJ. Like, it is a movie that is... It's just... It, it stretches the boundaries of what the F. And 
it's all really weird. It's all really spooky. And and by the end of it, the last like several minutes, you're just like, I remember when I, I'd seen it years and years and years ago, but about two or three years ago, I rewatched it again. <clears throat> and I think it was on one of those, um, like every, I don't know, everybody was out of town. Grant was at his mom's and I was like, you know what? I haven't seen Event Horizon in a while in the house by myself at the wee hours of darkness. <laughs> and I remember thinking to myself after I watched the movie, I was like, I probably, that's one of the one like, and it's, it takes, I'm a very cautious fellow. When I hear things outside or when I hear things, I'm like, Hmm, peculiar, bit of an odd noise, you know, like I, but at the same time, I'm the guy that like, if, if I'm home alone and I walk down the hallway and a door to another room is open and the lights are off, I go ahead and shut the door. You know, it's just, yeah. it's in your head. But like, that was one of those movies that I watched again, maybe two, three years ago where I was like, I don't want to go to bed tonight. <laughs> Sam Neill will get me. I mean, Sam Neill there for there for like a little period. He was uh, he was kind of a crazy man. He had that, and then uh, what was it? Into the Mouth of Madness. Uh, he, yes. He he had he had some uh, interesting little horror bits going on there. They were like, you made such a great archaeologist in Jurassic Park. How about we put you as a crazy person? Would you like and to Sam, be insane, Sam? And Sam wanting work was like. I'm Irish, I am insane. <laughs> I, am insane. <laughs> I am insane. I Wasn't do talk on, to the uh, Eldrick Tears. <laughs> <laughs> he was uh he was on the first season of Peaky Blinders too. Was he really? I need to watch yes, Peaky Blinders. He was, and did a fan freaking tastic. Was that Peaky Blinders? I don't know. You said Peaky Blinders. TJ, back me up. Sam Neill. He was the bad guy. First season Peaky Blinders. Yeah. Oh. Uh, yeah. Because he's, he's, he's you got to do the L.A. night of it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, I don't. When did the first season start of Peaky Blinders? Uh, yes, he was on Peaky Blinders. I found it faster. Okay. Uh, <laughs> yeah, good. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, he's a uh, he's a bad guy and uh, befriends uh, Killian Murphy in some. I wouldn't say befriends. They have an agreement, and that agreement goes south, and fun ensues. But uh, yes, t- uh, Chris, you have to. Oh, Peaky Blinders is Peaky Blinders. I still need to watch the final season. I'm just, I'm, I'm, I don't want to pull the trigger on it because I'm like, no, that's the final one. And if I watch it, then that means that it's over. If I never watch it, it means it will continue. I'm kind of in the same boat, but I don't want to watch the final season because I'm going to have to watch seasons one through five. I again, do need to just her. to remember what happens through seasons one through five. I remember and I don't, like the last, the last little scenes of the last season where. Uh, the theater scene, not the theater, but like he's giving the speech and then um, Abilama Gold gets uh, 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 dealt with, neutralized. Yeah. <laughs> I just ruined Alabama everything. Gold gets- Alabama <laughs> Gold. Abil- See, the best part for this, though, is like Chris hasn't seen it yet, so he has no idea what we're talking about. And even You're just if he saying silly watching, words. <laughs> even if he starts watching it right now, he's not going to get it until like one scene he go- he's going to go. Oh, it does sound like Alabama gold. <laughs> <laughs> you should oh, go watch yeah. it. You should go watch it, Mr. Cag, tonight. All Okey five seasons. Dokey. Yeah, all five seasons. <laughs> now, you don't have enough time. Watch it for free. Here's, <laughs> here's the free. problem, <laughs> though. Here's, here's the problem, though, is, like, you can't watch it. Like, if your kids are going to be, like, running around or something like that. Oh, you, Lord. You need, you need to literally, like, Solitude. be able to be engrossed into the show. Yeah. Otherwise, you're going to miss so much. Yeah. I've decided just... that this is going to be a podcast episode. So uh, uh, <laughs> if you're listening along and you're not checked out the rest of our content on Rage You Nerds, do so by going to our YouTube page or checking out any of our social media stuff. We're Rage Your Nerds or Rage Nerds or whatever on all the things. Find us, like us, subscribe to us, give us your thoughts, prayers, and money. Don't forget, right, we, have a, we have a subreddit 
What is the subreddit? I I don't know. But we the kids we have say one. we needed one. <laughs> our lawyer and legal department kids. said our lawyer and legal department said we needed a subreddit to appear official. So we paid four thousand dollars for a subreddit, which is normal, right? Check out our MySpace page. <laughs> Us and paid, Tom we, are still on it. <laughs> we, we paid for that one also. We're, we have a we have a blue check mark on MySpace. It only costs seventy five thousand dollars. <laughs> Make sure to send Please all send of your complaints. <laughs> Make what, sure to send what, all of your complaints and checks to our. At Hotmail, <laughs> one, of, one, of At my friends thinks we get, one of my friends thinks we got scammed. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, so uh, we're number two. So, number twos, the twos, okay, <laughs> the twos. terrible twos. TJ, where's your two? All right, so number two, I called an audible last minute. By last minute, I mean like five minutes ago. Um, <laughs> so I, I have a number two. I have an honorable mention. And then I have a number one. So my number two, I'm going to choose 65. So it oh, stars okay. Adam Driver came out pretty recently. I think it was yeah. like this year last or year. last year. Or this year. Yeah, I think it might have been this year, honestly. God, this year's lasted forever. I watched it on the Netflix and thought, you know what? This is actually came out March 10th this year. Oh, I'll bet that. Um, I watched it on Netflix and I thought, you know what? This is actually a pretty good movie because I know we watched the trailer initially on Mm-hmm. Uh, on well, Rage You Nerds, our show. Uh, on our show, <laughs> <laughs> we watched the trailer. We reacted to it, and a lot of it was, "This is what Jurassic Park should have been." So I thought, you know what, I'm going to give this a sh- give this a shot. So the synopsis is: an astronaut crash lands on a mysterious planet, only to discover only to discover he's not alone. Um, everything about this movie, like I predicted. Like every little thing, like once you figure out, like, I mean, spoiler alert, if you haven't seen it, um, he's not an astronaut from Earth. He's an astronaut from another planet. And they explain that his people go out to other planets and sometimes colonize other planets. And so he's leaving home and going out on a space mission to help pay for his kids like medical bills or something. It's going to take him away from his kid for two years. Kid's sick. So immediately I was like, I know exactly what's going to happen next. And I was right. And then he (laughs) crash lands on this mysterious planet, which happens to be prehistoric Earth, hence 65 million years ago, to where the dinosaurs roam. And I thought to myself, if he's going to get off this planet, it's going to be right before a certain event. (laughs) And I was 100% correct but it was still a good movie because he has to like out of he's he's on this mission where he's hauling a bunch of people to this different planet and it gets knocked off course and crash lands on earth and there's only him and one other survivor all these people and i mean it was it was just good it was just i mean the acting in it like adam driver's a good actor um his acting in it you know there's only four people in the cast so Oh, yeah. Him acting against this little girl and there's a language barrier and everything. Just everything about this movie. It's actually a really enjoyable watch. And that's the reason I'm putting it at number two. Jared, you're two. Sorry, I didn't want those spoilers. So I took off my headphones and was not listening. <laughs> my two, my my two, two. Um, so my two, again, kind of obscure. I don't feel like this was a niche film at all. Uh, this came out, and I'm going a little bit 
I'm going a little bit further back for this one. The first one I did was 2011, but I'm going way back to 2002. Touchstone Films' Reign of Fire, starring Matthew McConaughey, Christian Bale, and a very young Scottish Gerard Butler. And uh, if you don't know anything about Reign of Fire from 2002, basically, what's the easiest way to put this? A very young Christian Bale discovers what his mother kind of discovers and dies for it. Um, they discover a dragon below the streets of London. Oh. And then that dragon wakes up, comes alive, uh, makes other dragons. Fast forward like 30 years later, and we are in a global apocalyptic dystopian kind of thing. The dragons have burned everything. And so we're in the outskirts of London somewhere in a castle. Christian Bale's running like this group of people. They've got a garden set up, but they can only go out certain times a day because the dragons will get them. And it's just basically all about dragons uh, and how dragons are bad. And dragons woke up and they've killed everybody. London, the city is completely inhabitable. Nobody lives there anymore. They're basically in the countryside on kind of a farmhouse castle kind of thing. Anyway, in comes Matthew. All right, all right, all right. McConaughey from, uh, I guess it's a U.S. Army Special Forces unit or something that they somehow drove tanks from America over to England. How they did that, it never (laughs) explains, but they did it. And that does not take away anything from the film because I'm assuming boats still existed. Anyway, but like um, they've got a helicopter and nobody believes they got a helicopter because Christian Bell says they own the air. It's there. They ain't been a bird in the air for over 20 years. And then, or something like that. And then a helicopter flies by, and then they're all like, everybody in this little village is like, and like, there are kids there too, who probably don't even know what a helicopter is. And uh, Matthew McConaughey basically is like, I'm come to slay the dragon. All right, all right, all right. (laughs) And that's basically what they do. Christian Bale and Matthew McConaughey, and I forget the girl's movie, the girl's movie. I forget the girl's name in the movie. She's the helicopter pilot, by the way. They, uh, They roll up the coast of London to set some kind of dragon trap well, it turns out all these dragons that we've been seeing are just baby female dragons. And there's oh. this one gigantic-ass male dragon who's running the show. And they're at a time, well, I won't give too much away, but if you haven't seen Reign of Fire, you should go watch Reign of Fire because um, for 2002 special effects, it is, like, way ahead of its time as far as practical effects are all there, but, like, just the digital. Because 2002 was, I would consider that prior to the dawn of the digital revolution and you know i would put special effects on this movie up against some modern special effects it was really shot well the effects were really well and this one's the one this is the one on my list that like box office budget of well it had a budget of 60 million dollars and only did 82 million at the box office which paid all the actors that's good um i was toying around whether to put this as three or two because I, I feel like they're kind of interchangeable. But yes, Reign of Fire, TJ, I know you've seen it because we probably watched it together. I don't know if you have Mr. Cack, but if it's you haven't, it's definitely worth checking out. Great film. You get to see Christian Bale use his actual English accent. Where are they? <laughs> Where are they, love? <laughs> You'd never give it to an ordinary citizen. L- listen here, bruv. Wear them dragons. <laughs> Wear them dragons. You know, the thing about it, too, like... Does it come in black? 
Matthew McConaughey, like, he doesn't even look like he does in every other movie. He's oh my bald! God. I, mean, he's I just found bald, a picture of like, it, and it's yeah. blowing my mind. <laughs> yeah, it is. Throw, throw that picture. Can you, well, you can do that in post. Throw yeah, that picture yeah, yeah. of bald, and he's got a goatee. I brought and my if, Lincoln over here from America. <laughs> and there's a bull standing in front of my car. standing in front of my car. I Not think it's a metaphor bull. for bullshit because that's what this commercial is. Um, and if you're listening to us on our podcast right now, you can't see that picture, but just Google search uh, Mc, uh, McCarthy. <laughs> sorry, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm flashing back to Oppenheimer. <laughs> Matthew McConaughey. Hey, uh, look him up. Look him up. It's he's bald, man. It, it's blowing my mind. It is freaking my shit out. Speaking of shit, uh, my number two is is a lovely movie called Looper. Uh, the uh, I I I I know I know people don't like it all that much, and it didn't get all the love in the box office. I really actually dug Looper when I saw it from the Red Box because I did not go see it in theaters. Uh, but when it came out for home release, you better believe I watched it in a future society time travel exists but it's only available to those with the means to pay for it on the black market when the mob wants to eliminate or neutralize someone it sends the target into the past where a hitman known as a looper lies in wait to finish the job joe which is joseph gordon levitt is one such hired gun and he does his job well until the day the bosses decide to close the loop and send joe's future self bruce willis back in time to be killed <laughs> i I, I love, I love, it, it creates paradoxes. Like, there's probably someone out there that is sitting there with the quantum physics knowledge and is like, well, actually, this doesn't work. I don't give a crap. I thought it was highly entertaining. Uh, it has one of the coolest, uh, like, prolonged death scenes where you see a guy slowly getting mutilated as his past self is tortured and kind of seeing how that impacts his future self. And, like... Leaving a message, leaving a message, like putting a message on someone from the past to show up on their future self as a scar. It's pretty brutal. I love it. I go check out Looper. Uh, one thing that will disturb you is that they tried to make Joseph Gordon-Levitt look like Bruce Willis uh, by giving him a butt chin. <laughs> it does stand out a bit, and that's okay. But Looper's really good. You should give it a shot. Go check that movie out uh, and see how much everyone gets wrong about time. <laughs> like, time time machine, time traveling, everything always leads to a paradox. And I just, I appreciate that no one tries to explain it. They try to, but I, I don't care. I like, again, the guy getting dismembered from the past and his future body like just slowly disappearing is one of the coolest uh scenes i've ever i've ever kind of witnessed in, in a movie at that time uh but yeah those are our number twos uh all i really have to say is bald matthew mcconaughey butt chinned <laughs> butt chin joseph gordon levitt and Adam Driver in a good movie. Well, TJ must not have seen him in uh, the Star Wars sequel trilogy where he was a fine actor as Kylo, <laughs> whatever the hell his name was. Yeah, I've seen him as Kylo. He's a I good seen actor, him as but Kylo I mean, here's Juan the thing. Kenobi. Here's the thing. <laughs> here's the, I mean, it, it's, uh, he can, yeah, sit there and act in a Star Wars movie and be a bad Jedi or whatever. Um, but it's just like, Jedi. you know, it's <laughs> a Star guy. Here's a guy. Is that what you're calling Sith? <laughs> yeah, bad Jedi. Um, you know, here's it's basically you know a guy who's having to act against a you know young child and not 
and there being a language barrier. I'm just giving you crap, you know, TJ. Adam Driver's a really good actor. I know, but I mean, actor. it's just, it's just <laughs> that part alone, like, despite all the other stuff that happens in the movie, just that much alone is worth watching. I, I think I think we all three nailed some pretty big box office failures in our, yeah. in our round two. I can't wait to see where we pick up with our round ones. Uh, but I, I, I feel like, in fairness, because Jared is seemingly wanting to see uh, 65, maybe we should not... Uh, spend any more time talking about our twos so that way jerry can remain spoil free of his 65 which we just assume is about a wonderful number that they selected for no rhyme or reason (laughs) 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 all right tj you're one retirement age um (laughs) oh yeah he's he's gonna get some aarp benefits (laughs) (laughs) it's literally adam driver like getting aarp mail (laughs) i don't don't want to break y'all's heart I don't want to break y'all's heart right now, but 65 is not going to be our retirement age. Oh, 65 is no, the new 45. 65 <laughs> plus, et cetera, and months. Thank you, Congress. You'll die. You'll die first before you reach yeah, retirement. Yeah, that's, that's where we're at. I mean, you'll unalive. You'll neutralize first. Yeah. You'll well, be looped. I have, I have been neutralized. <laughs> you'll, you'll be Joseph Gordon-Levitt before. Yeah. We'll get butt chins and be neutralized. <laughs> I want All that right, on TJ. a freaking T-shirt. <laughs> TJ, you're one. <laughs> oh, shit. Um, I had a hard time choosing number one. Um, it's probably not an underrated movie, sci-fi movie, but I I mean, I still think as compared to a lot of the all-time greatest sci-fi movies that there are, it's not really on the list, and it is Galaxy Quest. Oh, nice. good one. Um, alumni cast of space opera television series have to play their roles as the real thing when an alien race needs their help. However, they also have to defend Earth and the alien race from a reptilian warlord. Starring Tim Allen, Alan Rickman, Sigourney Weaver, and Tony Shalhoub. I mean, that cast alone. Genius. Um, gosh, I mean, it's... it's. Think Star Trek. If all of a sudden Patrick Stewart and the other cast members were sucked up to a, a spaceship that was an exact replica of the spaceship that they had on TV built to the specs of the episodes on TV, even if the episodes didn't make any sense of where things in the spaceship were and have to go fly around and save fair, you know, earth and an alien race. It is, I mean, it's funny. It's awesome. Alan Rickman is the best. How can you really say anything else? It's it's, it's a hundred percent a must watch. And if you're a sci-fi fan and a star Trek fan, or any kind of, you know, space fan, it is definitely worth every bit of it. Just, it is great movie and deserves to be up there, in my opinion, with some of the greatest sci-fi movies. Hey, speaking of no one else is worth watching, not only is Galaxy Quest worth watching, Mr. Cag, but you know what else is? The what? Expanse on Amazon Prime. If you're free, well... If you're a Prime member, you can watch this for free. You don't have to rent it. You don't got to do nothing. Don't be like Mr. Cack. Go watch The Expanse on Amazon Prime. This video is not brought to you by Amazon Prime. Is that your number one or are you just excited about it? I, I was just excited when he said something about space. Oh, gotcha. And I've worth seen watching. The Expanse. I just haven't seen the last season. Oh, okay. What's the one that we keep bugging you about watching? Uh, Peaky Blinders is what we just talked about. Okay. <laughs> well, well, there was that one. But like, did you not watch The Expanse for a while? I feel like we both. Uh, yes, the yeah, no. There, okay, right, you guys, yeah, you guys, right. you guys did shame me into watching it, and then I got Shit. caught up, and then I was beating you guys watching it for like one of the seasons. Come on, guys! Uh, and then I just didn't watch the last season. Too many cast changes and stuff like that, and I just stopped caring. 
All right. So uh, I, I want to kind one, of uh, I want to kind of go off of uh, bounce off Mr. Cack here's number two. He liked to talk about time travel and time travel things and about how we need to explain time travel and like you can do all these things with time travel, time travel, time travel, time travel. So I present to you my number one, which was not only the best movie of 1994, but <laughs> the best Gosh darn, John Claude Van Darn movie, Time Cop <laughs> from Universal Pictures. And I have some evidence to back this up. Now, Time Cop has long been forgotten, but this thing opened in September with a budget of $27 million and it blew past $102 million. Rotten Tomatoes only gave it a score of like 42%, but we all know how Rotten Tomatoes feels. And that's kind of how I picked a little bit of my list too. It's like, what did Rotten Tomatoes say sucked? Okay, I like those. <laughs> Here's here's the here's the, this is the main two reasons, and I've shared an article with TJ before about a uh, uh, time cop and you know the complexity of it, but yet the simplicity of it and how it's just like it's so out there but so simple, and that's one of the film's best qualities. It's one of the best time travel movies that doesn't ever have to explain time travel. It just has a couple rules. They don't try to explain anything else about time travel. It doesn't have to make sense. These guys just threw shit against a wall and hope it stuck and said, yeah, cool. Let's go with that. We got three rules. <laughs> you can't go forward. No uh, matter can occupy the same space at the same time. And I forgot the third one, but like, that's it. That's all we get about time travel. That's the only thing they say about time travel. And really, I would not even consider this a time travel movie, even though it fits into that category, because... The movie is not about time travel, necessarily. It's about righting a wrong. It is absolutely, absolutely 100% Jean-Claude Van Damme's most complex role. Because Van Damme, totally Van Damme's in this movie. But in every other movie, Bloodsport, Kickboxer, Double Impact, the plot is irrelevant in most of these movies. Kickboxer and Bloodsport, they were kind of relevant because, you know, Bloodsport was based on a true story. But, like, it's Van Damme just being Van Damme, man. Van Damme man, Rob Van Damme man, man, man. But it's, you know, it, and, and that's, and but this one, it's like, okay, so follow me on this. For those of you who haven't seen Time Cop, here's a brief synopsis. There's a police officer who applies for a job with a new organization that these guys just walked into the United States Senate and was like, we'd like to do this. We need $4 billion. And this Senate said, sure, that could actually happen, by the way. So Nobody knows what time travel is, but they create this agency, and then all of a sudden time travel is possible. Now, they have to have an enforcement agency to prevent people from going back and changing the past that could alter the future. If you haven't seen Time Cop, spoiler alert. 94, 2004, 2004. This movie is 30 years old. <laughs> 40 years old. 40 years old. Jesus. No, 30 years old. Sorry. My math went crazy. I was like, I can't be that old. But I am. But I am. Basically, something bad happens, and Jean-Claude Van Damme's entire mission is don't let anybody go back and change the past because you can't do that. But all he wants to do is go back and change the past to right this wrong. I won't say what it is. If you haven't seen the movie by now, you should know. If you Or if you have seen the movie by now, you should know what I'm talking about. If you haven't seen the movie, God dang it, you got to go watch it. It's great. So um, that's my number one It's because it's like it's, it's literally his most complex role. We don't have to explain time travel. Just know that we do it. And But, I mean, really, even with all the eccentric things around taking place the plot, you know, for example, each time someone goes back to the past and they do something, they come back, you know, sometimes it happens like, oh, 
well, you were wearing a red vest when you left. It's like, these are the time enforcement agency. <laughs> Do they not prepare for this? <laughs> Do they not prepare for some alternate reality? It's your job to enforce these things. So the, the plot in itself kind of falls on its face, but like, it's really strong. Like I said, simple yet complex. Greatest action movie in 1994, and that is my number one on most underrated sci-fi movie. Yeah, my number one. I first was going to go with the artsy-fartsy pick of Cube from 1997, which I think is still oh, a, good a good movie. One. But I'm now going because Jared convinced me that I should listen more to my heart than to my head. I'm <laughs> going with Pacific Rim. Ooh. I love big robots smashing big monsters with no Real rhyme or reason, they try to explain something and they try to throw in some telecommunication stuff. None of that matters. Give me big robot warriors in just the coolest CGI's effects that you possibly can. The robots, you know they're entirely fake, but they lumbered around. You could tell they had some weight to them. The monsters, I love the monster designs. I thought I thought for the time, because we still hadn't had a real good, this came out in 2013. At that point in time, I still felt like we were lacking with a good modern uh, Godzilla movie. And I think like that was kind of why I love this the most. It's like, oh my God, someone actually almost nailed a giant monster movie in the modern age a little bit better. Uh, and, and But then I realized that no one else had seen this movie, at least in America. Uh, this movie was Guillermo del Toro's most commercially successful film. But what that actually meant was that China supported Guillermo del Toro because it made the film gross to how much did it make in uh, international sales it made 101 million in North America which would not cover the cost of the film but then overseas it made 300 million more uh, so the rest of the world really loved China almost China did surpass us China uh, and so uh, we were kind of lacking so I think that while this is a successful film it's underrated for the western audience what this movie has is meccas there is no other American western produced film with meccas which are giant human controlled robots anywhere else that's a Japanese trope this movie basically said hey guess what have you seen anime I love him I'm gonna make a live-action film and then he did it and then the beautiful son of a bitch did it and it's great and if you try to get caught up in all the nuances or maybe whatever weird love stories happening there you're stupid it's got big robots with big weapons they're called Jaegers for Christ's sakes that's German for hunter it's awesome it's got it's like a big kid watched anime and was like I'm gonna make a movie and that big kid was Guillermo del Toro and he did it <laughs> It's really cool, and you should go watch it. Uh, I don't know where you watch it, but you should watch watch the heck out of Pacific Rim. And if you're someone that has a hard time saying Pacific and specific, I specifically challenge you not to watch Pacific Rim too, <laughs> because it's not as good. So uh, but Pacific I, Rim is oddly specific towards the Pacific. It's true. It's true. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> you're not wrong. Uh, but I loved it. I thought I thought it was big dumb entertainment at its finest. It's shiny. It had anime-y things, and I love anime. And I was like, ah, I don't know what the fuck's going on with the rest of it, but I sure love what I'm seeing. <laughs> I sure do like shiny things. And then Charlie Day is like kind of almost a mad scientist, and I love that. Yeah. He's like, the aliens! <laughs> like, <laughs> they come from a, a dimension! <laughs> it's like, all right, Charlie, calm down, buddy. <laughs> and it had, uh, it had, oh, God, what's his name? The first, uh, 
the uh the first uh hellboy <laughs> no the first hellboy uh sons of anarchy guy what's his name oh crap ron something or another livingston not livingston <laughs> <laughs> is that that office space <laughs> yes it was <laughs> what's his name oh it's actually got two uh sons of anarchy alum in it doesn't ron it perlman. It's got ron, ron perlman <laughs> and then it also had the other the uh the guy that played his son charlie hunnam Charlie Hunnam. But yes, Ron Perlman's in it, and Ron Perlman is basically Ron Perlman in every every movie or TV series he does. He just kind of wears different clothes. <laughs> Ron Perlman is the Ron Perlman of Ron Perlmanness. That was a ba- very bad Frank Caliendo's impression of John Madden. That's that's what Frank Caliendo would si- sound like doing John Madden if Frank Caliendo stubbed his toe. Well, we've got our Brett we've Favre. got our number <laughs> Brett Favre. We've got our number ones, uh, Galaxy Quest, Time Cop, Pacific Rim. That's honestly, that's a fun night. Uh, yeah. If you were to sit down and uh, just get a group of friends and just watch our number ones back to back to back, get some get some alcohol, get some good good snack and food. Uh, that's that's a damn good day worth of film right there. Well, even we like should do twos it. Twos and threes, like every like all of them on the list. Are I feel like great all nine choices. films. <laughs> Like, which I have is one which makes a good list. list. Original, <laughs> only because Event Horizon is the only one on the list. It's like by the end of it, you're like, "That was damn good." The end of that one, we're like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> "I'm sleeping with the lights on tonight." <laughs> Let's go back to the butt chin and Looper. <laughs> Where's the butt chin guy? Where's the butt chin guy? TJ, have you seen Cube? I've seen Cube. Yeah, I've Cube seen Cube. Cube two or. Cube squared or whatever. Um, cube like it's like cube zero <laughs> yeah, or whatever cube it's called. Zero. <laughs> there's like there's three cube, cube movies squared. I've seen. Them yeah, all. there's three. You're so stupid smart man. But <laughs> uh, but yeah no I I watched I watched Cube in college with a professor at his house for extra points. Yeah. It was. I mean, I like. It was the a first dude. <laughs> I like. Sounds the like first another one. movie we watched earlier. <laughs> I like that like how you will audience. <laughs> yeah. But uh, I like I liked the first <laughs> cube movie over like the other ones. Like oh, yeah, cube definitely. I think it was Hypercube was uh, was all right. Um but it was a little bit too out there and then like Cube Zero was actually it was it was still pretty good, but I just like that the first one they didn't really try to explain much and I think that's a oh, good the, route yeah. to go. That's good how route you to do go. it. Leave us so confused that we don't know what the hell's happening. But I was going to say, because like of how much it clearly has inspired all of the trap game uh, porn that it would eventually come out in the mid to late 2000s. <laughs> you want to play a game? I watch Cube. <laughs> like, da 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 and then like the the scene in the beginning spoiler alert uh from a movie in 1997 so what jared was saying a 30 year old movie shut up it's not a spoiler uh if you didn't see it you you made a conscious effort uh is when that meshing goes through and you know just dices that guy oh man makes me think of uh, resident evil which i like the resident evil effect but I thought the cube effect was much better. A lot better. A lot better. <laughs> and then Resident Evil was like, let's do it again. <laughs> uh, Jared talking about like Jean-Claude Van Damme, and I just saw a trailer today for the new Mortal Kombat game that's coming out where they have the Jean-Claude Van Damme skin for Johnny Cage, which in Mortal which Kombat, oh, Johnny Cage shoot. was originally designed after Jean-Claude Van Damme. Yep. But there's a point in there where Jean-Claude Paradox. Van Damme, he actually does the voices for his skin and his character. But there's a point in there where like, there's a clash up or something like that. And he's like, I'll be a kickboxer. You be a street fighter. And I'm like, 
Damn. Oh, oh. It's like two Jean-Claude Van Damme movies. Touche, Van Darn. Touche. I'll be Jean-Claude Van Damme, TJ. I thought it was interesting. I was like, I saw that and I'm like, damn. We should have people understand that. We should have an episode that's like Jean-Claude Van Damme appreciation one night. Hell yes. Yes. That's the other one that I want to get you guys on. Amazon Prime. Jean-Claude. What was it? Jean-Claude Van Johnson. Jean-Claude Van Johnson. Oh, my (laughs) hell. You guys have to watch this. It's Jean-Claude Van Damme playing himself, who is a secret agent and a movie star. It is the most beautiful 10 episodes of cinematic I don't know. I just I don't know how to describe it. You just have to watch it. It is the most funny and brilliant thing. You know, Amazon did a thing a while back where they would just they would just come out with series and throw shit against the wall and see what stuck. They do ten episodes of something and then leave us wanting more and then cancel it. They did that yeah. to that show. They left us wanting more and then they canceled it. Pissed me off. We should we should maybe do a, a topic point on uh, who did themselves better between that with John Claude Van Damme or the uh, most recent Nick Cage movie that came out that was that was a oh. a, a faux retelling of his, his current life. I don't know. Oh man! So listen, I just I, I don't want to bring the mood down here, but I just oh, I no. Google just out of curiosity, just and this is a fact of life, kids. I know. Every 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 little every little rotation, sun yeah. moon brings us closer older, to death. Brings us closer. So I was like, "How old is John Claude Van Damme?" He's like seventy something now, isn't he? Sixty-two. You Close know what? Sylvester Stallone man... is seventy-seven. The Governor is seventy-six. Are you ready for it though? Hang on. Here's the best part. Chuck Norris is eighty-three years old and in better shape than the other three. I saw. I saw. It's because of the total I don't, gym. It's because he has a total gym. <laughs> he's just going. Do he's this. just back doing the back rows. Just, <laughs> just do this right here. And if my wife uh, and kids interrupt, I beat the hell out of them. <laughs> he just. Uh, he. Uh, you know, he may have aged gracefully, but I saw a picture of uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger. I forget who he was helping out. I forget why it popped up. Uh, but he was he was he was with someone during their rehabbing, I think. Uh, and he's like helping them do bench press. And like you see him in like his upper body for yes. that old dude looks real good. He got some weird old man chicken legs though. <laughs> yes, he, he needs he needs to wear sweatpants when they're taking full body shots of him. Is all I'm saying. <laughs> also, have you seen that image of uh, Sylvester Stallone and his kids who happen to all be very attractive girls? Yeah. Yes, I have. Good for him. Good for him. <laughs> Good for him. Good for us. <laughs> Hopefully they yeah. take to film. <laughs> Hopefully they take to film <laughs> like ducks to water. Like ducks to water without their. Never mind. Hey, I, hey, I heard. A, I heard a Air. rumor today. I heard a rumor today. Since we're since we're closing up this podcast on our. Hey, seriously. On a serious note, if you're listening right now and you heard our nine movies, you should go check all of them out. All of them yes. out are good. They're right all now, real good picks. Tonight. But I'm telling you that that round of one that is a. Freaking solid. That's a freaking solid round, man. That's a solid night of film watching if you just want to sit down and go to town on that. Uh, but on the whole notion that we've started talking about some of our older actors and that we love, uh, and since I accidentally let loose Nicolas Cage's name, and now we've summoned, summoned him like Beetlejuice, um, there is a rumor that maybe there is a want, need, or desire, or potential possibility of a National Treasure sequel being made starring not only Nicolas Cage, but one. Keanu Reeves. 
Shut up what and would, take my money. I was gonna say, yeah. what would you think of that? What, what? Shut up and take my money. <laughs> I don't give a I don't give a damn what it's about. I'm they have never they've never been in a movie together, right? No, they have not been on a movie together. God, we need that so bad, right? Yes, we do. Yes, we do. Oh, that that's a whole nother podcast episode of like let me let what, me call my sag ad for people and see if we can pull yeah, this off. They they really do need to wrap that strike up. I know Thank I know you. Jared, you've proposed us talking to it. We we may give that credence at some point. I have another idea for a podcast episode that I think now I'm in love with. It's what other Hollywood stars that have never been in the shared film together need to be. Like what other what other fantasy pairings do we want to see? Like for the longest time it was Sylvester Stallone and Arnold, right? Like that was yeah. the biggest one. One. Uh, and then now Expendables has kind of burned through a lot of burned the fantasy through casting. every bit of that. But I feel like there are probably some real good ones out there, and like Tiano and freaking Nick Cage, like that is that just that's a good time. I don't know. I don't care what the premise of the film is. I don't either. That's a good time. They could just be looking for their car. It could be Dude, Where's My Car sequel, and I bet it'd be awesome. <laughs> well, gosh, I'm just trying to find my car. It'd just be something like the uh, the measurable talent or whatever that movie was, like part two. It could just be them locked Where in a it's... car together. <laughs> Honestly, like if, if I would they watch did, it. If they I'm did a part you two, right now, I'll watch it. If they did a part two, that uh, talent movie, that that movie with Nicolas Cage, but mm-hmm. actually it was like Nicolas Cage playing Nicolas Cage and Keanu Reeves playing Keanu Reeves, kind of thing, <laughs> would be awesome. I would love it. Again, I don't really even need a solid plot. Just tell me that they're in a movie. They could be sitting in a white room. (laughs) I'll watch it because I'm so fascinated by what's going to happen. Should we smear our shit on the walls? (laughs) I don't think so. (laughs) Like, All right. (laughs) Let's play cards. Uh, Okay, yeah. So, hey, go watch our movies. Go go get your life sorted. Um, Go check out all our social media. Check out that subreddit thing. We have a TikTok. We rarely use it, but we have a TikTok, uh, and if you if you post funny things, we may sometimes like and repost it as well. And eventually, we'll make our own funny things. We have a YouTube channel. Check out the YouTube channel, but we hope that your ears have been pleased listening to the rage of these nerds, because that has been Jared, TJ, and I am Mr. Keck, and this has been Rage You Nerds. We'll see you on the next one. Goodbye. Find us on MySpace. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Cack, wait, before we go, don't oh, forget yeah. to mention our OnlyFans. If you like cankles and other feet, body parts, toenails, and stuff, <laughs> subscribe here for $2.99 a month. Thanksgiving. <laughs> and don't forget that Jared has a Patreon and yes! could use some money. Well, yeah. Yes, that he's going pay- to agree to share for every dollar he makes. He's going to pay me too. He agreed. <laughs> listen, kids. Listen, kids. Listen, kids. Mr. Cack, solo, please. In order to bring you the most awesome content that I can, well, my friends, it costs money. And you see, I don't have any of that. Uh, but yet I have got a subscription that costs money that I don't have to the program that helps me edit the videos that I bring to you once a week. And I love doing it. If you love me doing it, then pay me to do it. Pay me to do you. Uh, what? No. Hang on. I love doing you. No, that's not it. Do that what you will. <laughs> <laughs> I just thought that would be fun. And also receive our free complimentary mug. Hey, go, 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 <laughs> go, Buster!
Ferris. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> uh, good moment to throw in a Ghostbusters 2 reference that no one will get, which is an underrated movie. Oh, not so. You mean you mean this thermal <laughs> mug and three balloons for the kids? <laughs> and my favorite part is the flashing limit two per household. <laughs> I just don't I, be I, stealing our balloons, mofo. I don't know why, but I always remember that, and I also remember the song that's playing in the background all of a sudden, because at that point in time, they're at the Go, 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 Busters! G-H-O-S, hang on, wait, wait, G-H-O-S-T, I, oh, God, it's right on the tip of my tongue, I'm gonna have to go listen to it now. And then, and then, there's so many good songs in Ghostbusters yes. too, man. I, I, uh, I, I ain't afraid no ghost. No ghost. <laughs> Ghostbusters. I, 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 I ain't afraid no ghost. Spirits. Some people fear it. Some people hear it. <laughs> some, people some people just, just won't, won't go, go, near go near it. Sure as I am in the skies of blue, Ghostbusters are back and all brand new. <laughs> well, I guess we're, we're gonna, gonna have to, to take, take control. We got, uh, we got, we got, we got. Was that Bobby Brown? Was that Bobby Brown? I can't wait for the next Ghostbusters movie. I'm just I'm so excited. I'm so excited. It's supposed to be out this year, wasn't it? Yes, it was. Like this, like Christmas. Yeah, it's supposed to be out for Christmas. It's not gonna happen now. They pushed it. No. Yeah, yeah. It's been pushed to March. Well, I guess we're, we're just going to have to be sad now. Control. It's going to be a lousy Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> unless, unless we get our toasters that are haunted by ghosts, put our slime in it, and... Uh, oh, <laughs> how did you all fall for it? The old man, man toaster. toaster. <laughs> Your love keeps lifting me higher. <laughs> believe the Statue of Liberty murdered thousands of people that night. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not half as much as the, as, as, as the Stay Puffed Marshmallow Man did in the first one. Well, he Stepping was a on guy. a church. Church in my town? Mother, Mother Puss Bucket? bucket? <laughs> it's Miller time. <laughs> All these hey. people in that church just sitting there like, you know, praying because it's the end of the world. They're not out on the streets. They're the, you know, the ones thinking, we'll be safe here. Don't crash. <laughs> Daddy, what would you do if a giant marshmallow man stepped on us? Shut up. <laughs> like, I just saw a ghost. We don't need to be talking nonsense. Ah! <laughs> I guess he wasn't gonna take control. <laughs> they had to get some kind of blowback for stepping on a church in their town, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, well, they I, did. I mean, he, he, Walter Peck got a glob of goo and snu- that was marshmallow. <laughs> Dickless, I man. hope I he's in the next one. Uh, he's yes, got to be. He has to be, and I don't know why he wouldn't want to do it with no dick. He's got no um, dick. That's why he wouldn't want to do it, man. <laughs> I have a serious complaint to make against this family. <laughs> <laughs> I'm here on behalf of other people without a dick. <laughs> oh, shit. Hang on. Hang on. No, we got to check. We got to check. Hang on. Hang on. Jesus, Lord in heaven. William Atherton. Walter Beck. 76 years old. Jesus Gosh. You know, we were talking about wrestling earlier. Who's Hulk Hogan old? is 70. Yeah, who's Hulk Brother. Hogan? Brother. Brother. Is that the guy that wouldn't wrestle Bret Hart? Oh, yeah. I remember yep. something about him. Is that the, guy should... wrestle... is that the guy who wouldn't wrestle Stone Cold? Oh, yeah. I remember something about him. Apparently, he keeps coming out with, like, even more outlandish stories about his life. I feel like one day maybe we should just do an episode on him. Like, apparently, he saw someone at a WrestleMania, and he saved their life or some bullshit. Oh, and, Jim, think... and Jim Cornette's like, that God damn liar! <laughs> he, was on, he was on the Joe Rogan 
he was on the Joe Rogan podcast, and apparently, like, 90% of the stuff he talked about, like, never happened. Just fucking bullshit. It's just, yeah, lies. Yeah, like, it's just a, well, brother. I've started uh, listening. I've started listening to Jim Cornette on YouTube. He's got like a podcast that gets also awesome. put on YouTube. I love uh, Jim Cornette. He's just so his his disdain for just life is yes. just hilarious. <laughs> this disdain fucking slap nut. <laughs> he's like yelling in the microphone everything he does. He can't just have a normal. But he actually likes some current stuff. Like he likes LA Night and stuff like that. So like I'm like you know what? I think I might like Jim Cornette's take on wrestling. Yeah, this motherfucker! <laughs> he's been in the business a while, so I mean, he time. knows knows more than most people would. Yeah, he was like, he's like, do you know how many times people would threaten my life in wrestling? And Tony Khan scared of CM Punk. Bitch, if you're in wrestling, you're getting threatened. Like, <laughs> he's not afraid. No, no he's All been right. sued and cease and desist out of his life. So, yep. like, he's yeah. he's lived cease it. And, cease and desist, cesarean, cease and cesarean. Specific, specific, the specific, 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 rim. specific. This is a specific, specific rim job that we're about to give. <laughs> Welcome to Rage You Nerds. Tonight we're going to the Pacific Ocean, which is located in Pacific North America. <laughs> and on that note, boys, I am well. I'm not going to go to bed, but I'm done with this. <laughs> go watch, go watch our movies. <laughs> go watch, go our, watch movies. our movies. I'm going to attempt to make a. I'm going to attempt to make a circle filter in Adobe Premiere Pro. Is that a euphemism for masturbating? Yes. No. Okay, have fun. Yes. <laughs> have fun. All right. Don't Adios, forget Adios. the lube or you'll start a fire. I Bye. like. I'm a. I like Rough Rider. You know. I was like. I like start fires. And that's Hopefully my brother. Still uh, recording right now. We can use that one of these days in a behind-the-scenes thing. Behind and that's my brother. Exclusively on OnlyFans. Exclusively on OnlyFans. <laughs> I like to start a fire sometimes. <laughs> Look at my ankles. <laughs> <laughs> And our free That's complimentary me. mug. Me lotioning my cankles. Join me more on my OnlyFans. There's that hair. No, that's dirt, actually. I, I didn't take a shower today. All right, and that's enough. Yuck. That's enough. That's Yuck. <laughs> Yucky. All right, uh, Mr. Cack, brother, love you. Good night. TJ, see you tomorrow, maybe, and I'll show you my uh, new speakers. You work tomorrow? No, do not call me, touch me, talk to me, or anything before, like, 2 p.m. <laughs> this is my first Saturday. Well, at two oh one, you're getting touched. <laughs> two oh one, I'm touching you. All right. Good night. Bye.